Blog Talk Radio. All right. Okay. So we have a little technical difficulty that we know that that does happen from time to time because this is Blog Talk Radio. So here we are again (laughs) with some hellos. Um, And we are on the line with our author of Guest of the Evening, K.S. Oliver. Are you with us, ma'am? I'm here, love. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? And that's a good answer. I'm well, thank you. Right, your, so, your favorite person in the world is sitting over here talking to me, Shamor. Oh, that's that's my favorite. Hi, Mr. Moore. How is he? It's up too late. Yeah, but that's all right. He had to say hi to me. That's okay. He, he slept all day. Now he, he knew that I was going with you. He said, wait, that says Mr. Moore, Mom. When are you going on that <laughs> show? Oh, goodness. 
I love him. Oh my gosh, you raised some wonderful young men. I'm telling you, thank you for awesome job with those gentlemen you have. And you tell him, I said, you know, we got to rest up for school, so he needs to make himself, um, you know, get his <laughs> own in and have a day. Well, cool. So, um, as with the uh, blog talk, you know, we we have those issues, but we're here now. So I don't want to, um, and I don't know if my co-host dropped off the line or what. So at some point, I might interrupt and. Um, Pull uh, Shakir back in. I'm not sure, but we're having a couple little difficulties here tonight. But it's okay. We're gonna make it good. So um, we're gonna get spend some time letting you tell us about you know what you got going on, getting some of your information out there about what's coming because I saw some coming soon information, and so we want to share that with our listeners as well. And I think my co-host is trying again. Let's see, Shakir. Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Shakira. How are you? How are you doing? I'm well, are you? Cannot complain. Business as usual. I'm kind of multitasking <laughs> tonight. I've got a, I've got a, uh, I've got a youngin that's about to head out of town. Okay. So, okay. This is a fan. See, I can say this is a family show. Like the early part of the show is a family show. I say that. <laughs> that's paper. <laughs> The beginning yeah, of the family like show. <laughs> we cannot tell you what happens later. It really, there's no yeah, road to where we go. Yeah, that's its own land of fun. Yeah, but for now, yeah, that's pretty much a yeah, that's pretty much a bit at this point. My youngest is going with her classmates to DC. So, all right, um, DC. Say what now? I said, all right, DC, that's what we need. Yeah, pretty much. So, Tell her, go yeah, get um, up there and get ready to change some things in, some, in a couple of years. I ain't no telling. With, with that one, I never know. So I, I, it's always expect the unexpected. <laughs> well, that's parenting. <laughs> that's parenting anyway. All right, so talk to us a little bit about what we've already been exposed to with um, your first project. We have some poetry. We have a novel that we already have out and available. Talk to us a little bit about this. Well, my first um, published work was Still Standing, which was a book of poetry about how I went through everything and didn't let any of it knock me down or stop me from where it was I was trying to go, which was up. Um, And once I finished that, I got a, a lot of feedback from readers like, okay, you know, poetry just leaves so many holes. Where are we? You know, what happened after this? Or what happened when you got diagnosed? And, you know, what did they say and how did it happen? So I wrote my first novel titled Flatline, and Flatline gives you the A to Z on how I literally flatlined and how I was diagnosed with lupus and just some of the emotions and the depression and the defeat and the loss of faith and just all of the things that I was feeling and all the things that I went through in the process of. So, you know, once that happened, it's like I went through everything that you could possibly imagine, broke up with my husband, moved back to the United States. I was seeing seven to eight doctors at a time. You know, I'm sitting there like, okay, now I have to be a single mother. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that there are a lot of single parents in the world. There are a lot of single mothers in the world. But you go add in seven diagnoses to that equation, that's nine jobs in my world because my kids are a job within themselves. 
mm-hmm. each one of these diagnoses puts my body through something else. So it's a job to wake up in the morning. It's a job to breathe since I have a connective tissue lung disease. It's a job to get mm-hmm. up and move around. There's fibromyalgia, there's um, rheumatoid arthritis, and the lupus. They all cause pain. So my my life is a constant job outside of mm-hmm. whatever else I choose to do. So I just I felt kind of defeated in the beginning. And, you know, I tell people Kai was a punching bag in the first book. You know, she mm-hmm. she took everything that was thrown at her, and she she didn't fight back. Because at that particular point, I didn't feel like I had any fight left. I was like, y'all got it. Everybody wins. My husband was mm-hmm. like, listen, you're yeah. whining too much for me. I was like, okay, if you want to leave, bye. I didn't fight with him. I didn't fight with the doctors. I didn't fight with anybody. I just took everything that was being thrown at me. And then in book two, you'll find that I kind of, I woke up one day, I was like, okay, enough. I'm not your punching bag. I was not raised this way. I'm a fighter. Like, what in the world am I doing? And I started swinging back at everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. Literally okay. swinging back. <laughs> My swinging back got me in trouble at some point. Okay. All right. So, so uh, book two is, it has a different kind of spin. I, I guess that because you, your, your theme music this this uh, evening was the Whitney Houston song. Um, I didn't know my own strength. So I guess that mm-hmm. is kind of where your book two comes in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of where that resilience and what do I do now? Exactly, and the subtitle to book two is resuscitated, which everybody knows is being brought back to life. So, and, you know, the first time I flatlined and I didn't die. So there's the almost doesn't count. But I kind of wish that I did because all the things that I went through thereafter, once the diagnosis was put into play, I felt like I was living in pure hell. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody wants to wake up in the morning with a fever of 102. Nobody wants to wake up and have to swallow millions of pills a day to get through the day. Nobody wants to wake up in pain at 25 years old when I should be able to pop up, go out with my friends and, you know, I didn't go anywhere for a long time. I didn't leave the house. I recall locking myself in a room for about six weeks. And if you wanted to see me, you might want to come in the room because I wasn't coming out of it. I didn't want anybody to see me. I had lost a lot of weight. You know, I was going through things. And my epiphany actually came from my son, both of them actually, but more of my oldest, Shaquan. I recall hearing the baby say, I want to go in mommy's room. And maybe he was about two or three. And Shaquan was like, no, come back downstairs. And the baby started crying. And Shaquan said, you better stop because mommy's on the rampage today. And <laughs> no, well, he said, you know she's on the rampage today, and it's not a good idea to go in there. And I had to check myself. Like, do you really be around here acting a fool like that to where the kids know? You know what I'm saying? To stay out the way? Right. That's a problem. Right. That was a problem for me because my babies are my life. Anybody who knows me will tell you, my kids come first, everybody else comes after and you're lucky if you end up in that lineup, period. Because what they say goes, you know, I'm mommy, but I'm very considerate, you know, to their feelings, how they feel, and what, you know, everything. Everything is about them. Right. Completely. So to hear him say that was too much for me. I can attest to that. I've seen you guys together, and it's obvious. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, those are my babies. They're my babies, though. They're such men already. They're I know some more. Your baby is about to be in a week. Oh, <sighs> no. Oh, my God. But he's so much his spirit is so much older than that. And I know that's from <laughs> everything that you guys have been through together. 
But there's, there's are so much more mature. I, there are some grown men that do not have the spirit that your gentleman has. I'm telling you. Yeah, I try, you know. Those are my babies, and they're boys. And, you know, in the time mm-hmm. that we live in, you have to. you got to stay focused. you got to stay on them. You know, my kids come in this house, and I hear some of the most absurd things. And my mom is like, well, what did you say? Like, Shaquan came in here with a girl's phone number, a note, and a bracelet. That's the little girl made mm-hmm. him a little mm-hmm. friendship mm-hmm. bracelet. Those little heirloom bracelets. And you mm-hmm. know everything in me wanted to say, you tell her what you have for. But, I, I, you know, there was another little part of me that was a little excited that he wanted to come tell me about this. So, Mom, right. you know, girls are so confused because she didn't want to talk to me last week. And now this week she writing me notes. She didn't give me her number. Like, what do I do now? And see, being that he's 10, in five years, this is going to be a conversation I need for him to have with me. Right. Because I need to be able to tell him, listen, that one right there, we want to throw her back in the water because we don't even want that kind. <laughs> okay, she, you know, but this one over here, she's a lady. So this is what you do. You know, you write her a little note, you take her a rose. You know, I want to be able to give him both ends of that. I tell people all the time, I can't be weak because I don't want them bringing no weak woman in my house because I'm going to send her back out the door. Okay. Interesting. And I'm sure that comment is going to come back up later when we add the rest of the wind down family because I can already hear one of the other parts to our testosterone mix saying something about Why? I was married, I had just had my babies, 
you know, I'm just like, wait a minute. I went in order. Like, what's up? You know, what's up with this? I'm in my last mm-hmm. semester of college. I was on a roll. I was supposed to be having fun. I was living life. So I couldn't understand right. why in the world you would allow something so horrible to mm-hmm. happen to me. So, you know, I was going through all of that, and the therapist just kept telling me, you know, you need to write a diary. I'm like, I'm not writing no diary. Because to me, I had already, you know, my life had already been taken over by something else. And I was just mm-hmm. wanting to let her or anybody else give me any more direction. It was too much direction. I didn't want anybody telling me what to do. I felt like I was already being controlled enough. I had to take these pills every day to save my life. And mm-hmm. that, that was more control than I even wanted to have, period. So I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. writing a diary. But I kept fighting back and forth with her. And I still didn't write a diary. But <laughs> I did start typing these little poems into my phone. You know, every time something went on, I would open up the notepad. I had a Blackberry then. I kept my Blackberry for a long time because I could type in it. But mm-hmm. I would open up the notepad and I would type up these little, huh, more of my outlet. And then by the time I read it back, it was like a little rhyme and reason. That's what I call it. And, you mm-hmm. know, when I would read it back, it would tell you exactly how I felt. But it was engaging. Like, it kept your attention. It was like, okay, I'm not just saying I'm in pain. I'm sick of being in pain. You know, I had put a little a little tool to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I started to do that each time I got sick. And one day I posted one on Facebook, and that was the end all be all. And I posted mm-hmm. it from the emergency room. Mm. Wow. All right. Yeah. Wow. So it was, you know, it was the way it was received, you realize. Because, I mean, like you said, right now, you're just kind of trying to express yourself. You're feeling like it's a therapy, but then the response you got, you know, mm-hmm. catapulted into something else, I guess. Okay. I can see. I can see how that, I mean, because I think that's what those of us who kind of do it as an outlet, it takes someone who wants something or sees something more in it to push us to do something else with it. Right. Because, of course, for me, I was inventing. So, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I hadn't even thought for two seconds about putting it into a book or anything else. And the day I posted it was because I was in my feelings. Like, I was sitting in an emergency room. I was hysterically crying. I'm like, I'm so sick of this mess. And I had driven myself. It was in the middle. I think it was like 3 in the morning. I had driven myself to the hospital while the kids were asleep. My sister was at my house. And I was just like, by the time they get up, I'll be done with the, you know, I call it the cocktail. You know, they give me a shot of steroids. They give me a pain medicine to ease the pain. And then they sent me home the rest. So, you know, I just, to me, it was just I was in my feelings right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting yeah. on Facebook and I'm surfing because, I mean, I'm sitting there with an IV. So it wasn't, it wasn't the way I could go. So, you know, mm-hmm. I got to type in and post in my status. And Marissa Palmer, she's an author. Um, her name, her pen name is Janae Robinson. Inbox me. Okay. She said, I know that you don't know me. She said, but I read what you just wrote, and you got me in tears over here. We had never had a conversation before, not high, not bad, not nothing. I don't even remember how we ended up on each other's pages. But she was like, you know, that was amazing. And, I, you know, I wrote her back, and I said, well, I'm sitting in an emergency room, kind of just, you know, in my feelings. I said, don't pay me no mind. Anyway, she was like, no. She said, you should publish that. Do you have more of those? I said, um, yeah, a lot of them. And she, she's like, uh-uh, you need to put that out. I go, I'm not putting that out anywhere. That means I have to tell people my story. Like, I have to tell them, you know, my hair is falling out and, you know, my face breaks out. And I, I lose so much weight that I'm a size two and can't fit any of my clothes. Like, I'm not doing any of that. And she said, but your mm-hmm. story could save somebody else's life or push somebody else 
to be able to tell their story, you know, as an outlet. I was like, oh, right. uh-uh. Well, she did not let up. Melissa inbox me every day from that point on. Are you writing? Well, let me see what you wrote. She read every poem from beginning to end. She said, in worst case scenario, if you don't find a publisher to publish this for you, I'll show you how to publish it yourself. And she just kept pushing. Um, and then oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> and then, and here we are. That's what right. it catapulted our, you know, it kind of turned into so much more than just a venting session. And I bet there are people who can find the therapy in it for themselves, you know, because you don't right. like to know that you're not alone, you know. that I think that's what we want as people anyway, that um, right. we're not alone in, in our suffering or in our, you know, whatever our journeys are. So that's um, very commendable. Um, so, okay, let's kind of, I want to ask a couple of questions. Talk about... And, you know, I'm trying to figure out who I want to call you. I feel like you got, <laughs> you got AKA. You know my name, so I suggest you use it. You should feel special. You get to call me by my name. I know, but then everybody has See, that's pretty not special. Everybody got it. <laughs> so, the funny like, thing is, is I don't mind being called by my name. Everybody knows me as Ebony. My Facebook page says Ebony. KS Oliver, you know, comes from something else. It was it was another push for me. And actually, Marissa helped me come up with that. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to call you Ebony because that's what I feel like I'm supposed to call you because I'm talking to Ebony, and I know Ebony, so I'm supposed to call you. All right. Okay, so talk to us about Ebony, the woman going through these experiences with a relationship, you know, because, you know, this is a relationship show most of the time. So talk to us a little bit about the relationship part of that. And don't give us too much information, nothing you're uncomfortable with. But even if you're just kind of speaking to somebody right now who maybe is in a strained relationship or in a relationship where they're having to accept, you know, things that they can't control, how did you cope? How did you, how do you wish you had coped or your your significant other? What What are some things that you kind of learned from that on the relationship side? Um, the biggest lesson that I learned was that, um, you know, there was a death the day I was diagnosed. And the death was Ebony as I knew her because I could no longer be her. My life had changed drastically in a matter of five minutes. Mm-hmm. As long as it took that doctor to walk in, me, walk in there and say, you have lupus, it was a drastic change. It was, you know, you have to do this. You can't do that anymore. You have to take these pills every day or you'll be back in here. You know, you have to see a rheumatologist. You have to do this. You have to do that. And for me, it was a mourning process for myself. But what I didn't realize, it was a death for my husband, too, because he didn't marry that change. But he had mm-hmm. to deal with that change. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, he was married to a superwoman who, you know, cooked and cleaned, and he came home to a different woman every day because I was always into something. And it was always yeah. a change. And when I got sick, it was I shut down. I pushed him away. I didn't want to be bothered with him. I wasn't happy with myself. I was a size two. I had lost so much weight. I felt like an unattractive stick figure. And in my mind, he felt the same way. And no matter how much he would tell me, you know, Abby, you're beautiful, it's fine. I'd be like, you're lying. You know, get out of my face. And I was mean as I don't know what. And to me, it was mm-hmm. validated because I was going through something that I didn't realize he was going through something, too. He had to adjust just like I did. 
And that's yeah. something that I didn't learn until years later. So that marriage had changed, that whole thing that got me. I'm like, whoa. Because I don't think people realize that, in theory, that's what you sign on for when you're in a marriage, you know, versus being in just a relationship. You sign on for those changes to a degree. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yes and no. You know, people say, right. you know, that's a better or worse thing. But, you know, when you get married, you you dated this, this person for the longest. Let's, now, let's stand a picture here. You dated this person. So we can use my husband as prime example. I thought that he was just the sweetest thing in the world. That was my main thing with him. Is I'm a very aggressive woman, and I'm the oldest mm-hmm. child. You know, I was my mom's best friend growing up. So I was always the boss. I always had to be the boss. I had younger siblings. You know, my mother was a single parent. I had to make sure everything ran smoothly in the household. And with him, mm-hmm. he was so soft-spoken, I could yell to the top of my lungs. Even I could do it right now. And he's going to look at me. He's like, why are you yellow? And that doesn't make him not not a man. It doesn't make him soft. It just means he knows how to deal with me. Right. And, see, that was one of the things I loved. So, granted, it's 10 years down the line, he's no longer that soft-spoken person. He's yelling and screaming. I didn't sign off for this crap. If I wanted to marry somebody like me, I would have married somebody like me. And then we could have mm-hmm. a screaming match every day. I don't want you to change. I want you to stay the way it is because I know now that, you you know, we even each other out because we're so different. So, you know, not saying that it was okay for him to be like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore because you do sign on for better or worse. But I just have to wonder how I would have handled that situation. And me being a woman and being as nurturing as I am and with him being in the military, I always said from Jump Street, if he ever, you know, left to go Iraq, Afghanistan or whatever else and came off, came back home with both his legs blown off, I was in there the long haul. We were going to put a a wheelchair ramp in the house and we were going to do the damn thing. But that doesn't mean you're made the same way as me. That's the way I think. Mm-hmm. And I get that you married this this particular type of woman. You like my strength. You like my personality and all this other stuff. And now I walk around the house crying all day like I'm defeated. He didn't marry her. Where did she come mm-hmm. from? So he said he was just as confused. Like, wait a minute. This is not my wife. This ain't even had me up. You know, I'm used to her taking everything with a grain of salt. Like, okay, this is a step, you know, this is just a little step through. Let me step on over this. He said, I didn't take that that way. And because mm-hmm. it was something more major for me. And for me, it was deeper than just that diagnosis. And he didn't understand that either. My baby brother died at the age of 11 from leukemia. My favorite aunt died of breast cancer. So for me, it was a death sentence from the time he said it. I didn't think I was going to live past hearing it, to be honest with you. Because everybody around me had already died from a chronic disease. So it smacked me a little bit harder than the average yeah. person. Because that's the first thing that crossed my mind is I just buried two people from two other chronic diseases, and this one ain't too far from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes it a lot harder. That makes that, re- that reality a lot harder because it seems so fatal, you know, because that's where you, when you lose a loved one, there's just something that surrounds you for however long, you know, everybody's different. But it's just something, yeah. that whole notion of death, I don't care what you do, you just it, it's in your head. So I can definitely see how that kind of aided in, in your change that you had, that shift in your personality, because you had that on your mind. That was in your atmosphere, I think. Um, right. 
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and let Shakira, because I know that you and Shakira kind of hang out um, on Facebook or whatever, and he's a male perspective because I ask all the lady questions. But he's a he's a guy, they tell me. They keep telling me he's a man. So, uh, Wait a minute. Kinda... That's what they tell you? I'm just, me? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The testosterone, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let him get in here with some of his some of his questioning are these comments or his questions about uh, your word for the period of time we were discussing. I mean, I don't know. I might not have asked, you know, me and friendly questions. Mm, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm I'm just enjoying the conversation as it is. Everybody knows what's up with you as far as how we hang and all the other good stuff and whatnot. So that's not even an issue. Okay, just let, let me perspective because I talk and I can talk to every all day. I mean, you know, we have some conversations uh, I, I, like I said, I'm still, like, like I said, I'm still, I'm still in, I'm still in multitasking mode anyway. So I'm literally just going with the flow until necessary. Okay, well that's fine. You just make sure that the necessary don't become necessary. I just want to say that that sounds a little gangster. Uh, I know everybody watched Empire today, so I know. Oh, and throw my I'm already, I'm already trying to detox from that shit because it's like now you got to wait a year for that. Yeah, it's not gonna go well. right. I'm, I'm a little mad too. Yeah, y'all some addicts, I swear. If that stuff was in, I, I, I have to give the man credit. He took a lot of aspects from shows of years past. And did exactly what he needed to do. All I'm going to say is, the next woman that said to me, I'm doing that, pop the drink and pop the health in the mouth like Cookie just did. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, that was a that, that, that was, was a hot two piece. That was a nice one, too. Toss the drink yes, and the popper. Oh, yes, hmm. sir. I, I was cracking up. It was A1. Yeah. It was A1. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> argue it. You really couldn't argue it. No. I wish the fight had lasted. I, I really do wish the fight had lasted a little longer, though. That's the only thing I would have been. That's just a, you know, that's just a violent and he, so no real big deal. That was long time coming. Well, you know what, Shakira, since you just brought up violence, I go mm-hmm. to jail in Flatline, too, and, yes, I went to jail for real. Yeah, yeah. I figured as much. You got to go to jail Huh? You got a little comment in you? Girl, I want to jail for 12 hours. Your baby didn't hit me, too, matter of fact. Uh-uh. <laughs> he was. He was. He was. And you know what's so funny is the cop said um, he didn't arrest me in front of him. He was sitting there talking to Quan. He was like, you know, I'm going to just, you know, I just need your mom to sign a couple of papers. She'll be back in a couple of hours. So, you know, I had my homegirl come pick the kids up. And mm-hmm. I asked him, like, I ain't, I mean, I knew I was in the wall. I didn't even put it. Okay, what it is. I said, but please don't don't put them cuffs on me in front of my head. So Shaquan was already crying. Tristan just kept asking a whole bunch of questions. So he didn't. But as soon as the kids pulled off, he was like, all right, let's go. I said, you got to tell me Let's go. I came home at, this was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I came home about 2.30 in the morning. And when I came home, Shaquan was in my bed. And maybe I got in the house, you know, first thing I want to do is take a shower. I came out the shower. I wasn't even going to move him. I got in the bed in between him and his brother. But then his cell phone goes off. You know, I'm looking around. Like, what? My baby said he made that cell phone go off every two hours so he could look up and see if I was home. Oh, 
Oh. And I know he took you to jail. That's so <laughs> That's another thing. You know, there are lessons in my book. That's another thing. My lesson, my lesson in that was never let nobody take you out of character. Mm-hmm. <sighs> never let nobody take you out of character. Because I allowed somebody else to make me step out of character, and I acted a complete donkey, which, I mean, is mm-hmm. in my personality. Don't get it confused. If you bring it, I'm going to give you what you came for. <laughs> but all I'm saying is this. I could have took a deep breath and sat back because when it was all said and done, I was in trouble by myself. And I was in there on that phone with my mama cussing and fussing. And she said, Riri, that's your problem. That nasty temper of yours is why you're sitting where you're at. I said, you're right. Mm-hmm. She was right. I just wasn't trying to hear it at that moment because I do have a high temper. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm the coolest person something? in the world if I know you, but don't, don't bring that mask because I'm going to give you what you came for. Isn't it something how your kids can make you realize that you're acting a donkey? When you in the midst of acting your donkey, you know I go even, from zero to one hundred before I know you, it. <laughs> <laughs> or even help you um put that in perspective, because I know I mean they that guilt you know I've I've been out of character once or twice, but then once or twice you see those you know, once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> and to see those big eyes looking at me like was that my mama this is was that you I was like oh. Um, can y'all go <laughs> You know what? The worst thing in the world is to hear it secondhand. I don't remember where we were. No, I do remember where we were. My sister had taken the kids to the um, barbershop to get their hair cut. Now, y'all know me. Y'all know. I keep my hair together. I keep my nails together. And I'm one of those mamas that I feel like if I'm going to walk out A1, my kids need to be A1. Mm-hmm. And those haircuts did not come out very well. And when they came, and it was one of those days where I was sick, so I stayed in the car, and I let the kids go, and I was sitting there playing on the phone. They came out, my sister was like, she messed up, um, Nico and the hair, those are my nephews. And she don't want to give me a refund, blah, 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 blah. So I said, okay, do I really have to get out this car? She go, yeah. So I said, well, come on, Nico and the these are my nephews. I got out the car, and I said, point the chick out so I know. Well, we get ready to go inside back inside the barbershop. Nico comes with me, and Yvonne's standing outside. I said, well, what are you doing? If I ain't coming in there, I said, because you're going to go ham. I said, that's my shame. Kids already know. Y'all let me get out the car. So, you know, I got attitude now. And I was about mm-hmm. to do just that. Except the time I walked in there and got the open in my mouth, she was like, I- I'm just, it's fine. I said, oh, because, hey, this is about to get real. My nephew said he was standing outside because he was not going to jail with me that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I don't turn up all the time to once in a while. Every once in a while. I take it a little bit. I take it a little bit. Okay. I so, mean, but sometimes you have to. I mean, okay, so I want to know, because, you know, we have to do this. Um, so you see where you are right now uh, as an author or even as an entrepreneur, because I watch your group you ladies in the ATL, and you guys are some go-getters, pretty innovative. I mean, I see you guys doing things, and I get jealous. I'm like, I want to be in the ATL so I can play too. <laughs> but <laughs> what do you guys have, um, you know, on the horizon? What What are some ultimate, you know, we all, we're into this hashtag gold thing now. So what are some of the things that you foresee in your 
author scope or your entrepreneurial scope, you you see, you know, working towards or achieving. Well, I am trying my hand at an urban novel right now with the literary ladies of the ATL. So that will be dropping um, end of the summer, I believe. Um, so I'm, I'm testing a different genre. Because <laughs> remember, I didn't wake up and decide to be an author one day. Somebody kind of was like, here you go, and pushed me into it. And I just mm-hmm. I learned something different every day. And, you know, I had the girls to help me because they've been in it a lot longer than me. Ultimately, I just want to make a difference. Um, I want people to know my name, but not in the instance to where, you know, celebrity type thing. But I want people to mm-hmm. be like, you know, do you know who Karen Oliver is? Girl, yes. That's that girl. She got two kids. You know, she had lupus, fibromyalgia, fibrosis, hypertension, hypothyroid, rheumatoid arthritis, and that girl ain't never stopped moving. Right. That's all I want people to know about me is that I didn't let anything get in my way. I do exactly what Ebony wants to do every day. If I wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. in pain and I choose to go to the nail shop in the sun knowing I ain't got no business, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to the Bahamas in two weeks. I'm not supposed to be in the direct sunlight, and I'm not supposed to be in any weather over 80 degrees. But I do it, and I know I'll pay for it when I get home. But guess what? I'm not going to stop living my life because Lucas decided to interfere. Because <laughs> you in ATL, I know y'all get eight, higher than 80-degree temperatures there. And I stay in the house all day. Okay. Until the sun goes okay. down. And, but if I happen to go out, I have to wear those hats. You know, the hats to keep the sun out my face. I have to wear oh, sunscreen. Uh-huh. And you know the myth is, is that black girls don't burn. That's a damn lie. Black girls with Lucas burn. Yes, it will. I will burn up if I'm outside for too long. Because my skin mm-hmm. is thin because of all the medications, I burn very easily. Mm-hmm. It's a whole list of things we're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so, you know, you know what happens here in a, in a, in a few minutes. Um, we bring on the rest of the Wind Down family. And that includes Imaj. <laughs> well, that includes Imaj, who, you know, is the the balance in here. Um, and then, you know, she kind of helps me tame the, the wild beast because, you know, um, Shakira, he might he might leave us. And then that leaves us with Ron alone. And that is, a, <laughs> that's just, it's different when it's just him. <laughs> it's different. So, um yeah, you know. It's well, like, hey. you know by now, some things cannot be helped. You should know this by now. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Sometimes Shakira, when he's when it's him, still on the line with us, he will just let Ron go wild, and he'll just sit over there and go. You know, I can see him shaking his head. You know, but he doesn't help us because he could kick Ron a few times under the table and tell him to shut up, but he doesn't. <laughs> And it becomes what it becomes. Okay, so we have a, a caller. I'm going to take uh, area code is 478. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hey, hello. I know who that is. <laughs> I know the boy. <laughs> What's going That's on? That's my brother. <laughs> hey. Hi. Hi, brother. How are you? I'm cool, and I'm cool. How y'all doing tonight? We're good, we're good. For sure. I just came out to support Ebony and y'all show. You know, y'all doing a good show. 
Ebony, you doing your thing, girl. You know, salute. Thank you. Olo is the author of Cutthroat. Shamor. All right. Okay. I think part two is coming soon, ain't it, Polo? Uh, you said what? Part two of Cutthroat is coming too soon, right? Yeah. You know, I had pushed it back to May. You know, I'm coming out with your ass. <laughs> I don't want you to come out with me. Uh, <laughs> you have to excuse his rich behavior. Yeah, you know what it is. Mr. Rich behaving himself, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, we are so appreciative. Um, and you tell us, you make sure you let us know when um, that book two drops. So we can, you know, drop that out for you. Okay, I definitely will. Y'all have a good show tonight. Thank you, bro. Thank you for hanging out with us. (laughs) No problem. Anytime. All right, so we got a little love in the house. That's awesome. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. We had some decent testosterone before we had this raggedy testosterone, you know. That's my husband just came over here and whispered, you're doing such a great job. He better move. <laughs> don't he be whispering to me. Yeah, don't be whispering to me. Tell him chill out. We don't, we don't do that kind of show. Not, not right now. Not right now. That's a little different. We don't get into that on the line kind of uh, stuff. No, she should like bring us in with some some things that are new to me, but we never did anything on the air. So tell me to get out the ear. <laughs> oh, All right. So here is the family. Um, I'm not doing an introduction because I was told that I do those really horribly for him. So Ron, are you here? Yes, I am. Good evening. How are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? How you doing, Ebony? I'm well in you. I'm better now that I'm hearing your voice. Yes, don't talk to me like that. Absolutely. I'm much better now. This a bull and this some shit. Don't talk to me like that. Yeah, you go again. What's going on, big brother? Everything good? Me me and Ryan get to end. Y'all should some more remember the first show. We had a show all by ourselves. Y'all better get it together. Look, I, I, I got no problems with y'all doing that, though. Y'all can go ahead and do that. <laughs> I, I, think after that I think after that first show, I think uh, Ron left here pregnant. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know if y'all worked out that uh, visitation <laughs> and child support, but I think he was pregnant a little bit. I don't know. Listen, we, we do I'm automatic transfers and we keep it popping, that's all. I'm, I'm always there for an alcohol performance, so ain't no problem here. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the sentiment. I, I just don't know how I feel about me being the one who gets impregnated. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, she's more she's more dominant. You're a little, I don't want to call you like bitch-like, but I'm just saying it's different. <laughs> different a little bit. Okay. I think I'm done on that note. Yeah, oh, I, I, I didn't call you that, though. You, I premised it. I said, I don't want to call you. I premised it. And it rolled off your tongue just like you didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me a little catch right there. But I, I mean, but I didn't say it. I, I almost said it. Again. Said, I almost I, said it. 
if I had have said it, I would have said it. You know what I mean? But I didn't. Shamora, I'm just done with you, ma'am. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just Le- Leave to- my baby daddy alone. <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> Look, he over there, he's, I can feel his grin. Called him baby daddy. I don't know what you're he, talking he, about. He I don't know talk- what you're talking he about. He can't even speak. I'm just <laughs> So what I'm looking at my my gums in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh my You're god, this is ridiculous! This is ridiculous. This is what I stay up late night waiting on. It's ridiculous. Okay, so, um, Rhonda, you have anything of value to add to the show today? Not nothing. Not nothing. Not nothing. <laughs> not nothing. Not nothing. Not nothing. Do you still love me now that I'm a convict? I'm just saying. What was that? I missed oh. it. I said, do you still love me now that I'm a convict? I'm just saying. Listen, I mean, you need some on your books? I got you. <laughs> okay, well, that's all I needed to know. That's good. You got it here, <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this oh, one okay. time. I'm a Knickerbocker mm-hmm. fan. That means I ride through the bad times, and I am loyal. So if you going hey. down, Mama, I'm down with you. I'm with it. I love it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's some bull. Love it. Are you hey, hey, you hard on that? It's a little bit of hate in it. Don't do that. Yeah. That is not okay. I mean, that is, that is what I tell my children. That is not okay. It's not even directed at you. It's really directed at Ron. Um, yeah, it's, it's really him. But, I mean, because I respect you so much and him not at all, I will be quiet. <laughs> she said it him not at all. Right. Not at you, all. You, you, you see how I get no respect in this place? Did you see how he was stuttering? <laughs> That's what he knows. I see. They just treat you bad, yeah, huh? Yeah. So I was, about to say I was about to say something from our earlier conversation, but you probably I'm, shouldn't I'm, want to do that. You probably shouldn't I, want to I'm do not. that. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I'm you not. probably shouldn't want to do that. But I was going to say, do you see that you guys have something in common? The whole the whole short term night in jail kind of thing. Yeah, we Bobby and Whitney. You ain't know that we got something in common. <laughs> Only difference is, never mind, never mind, it's too easy. Um, Imaz, how are you this evening? We haven't heard from you this evening. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Hi. Hi. What's going on, Hey. Huh? Yeah, I was just running around my house looking for my keys for y'all. If y'all I'm out of breath, and look, what's so funny is I couldn't find my keys. And I'm like, my stairs are at my parents' house. I'm not about to call them. <laughs> I had to go find them. I had to find them. They were in the worst place ever. Somehow they got lost. Ron, did you hear her looking for a key? Where's she going? Listen, I got to go check she out. You know what, what I mean? want to know is, is okay. where is the worst place ever? Now, now, I was about to tell you what my mama told me about the late night. My mama said, ain't nothing but okay. Waffle House and legs open at 10 o'clock at night. I'm going That's to Walmart. That's what I'm saying. Don't judge me. I'm I mean, I'm not Walmart. saying it. I'm just hearing it. I'm sorry. You're going to Walmart. I'm going to Walmart. 
I'm not going nowhere. Yeah, what's for? Walmart. On that note. Is that his name? Is that his name? Walmart? No. No, I'm going to Walmart down the street from my house. So, okay with y'all. Okay. Okay. Oh. I even look at my house. I don't know. I really ain't going nowhere special. Girl, ain't no such thing as looking a mess. Somebody like it. I got my scarf on. I got fussed at earlier this week for walking out the house with my scarf on my head. Mm, mm, mm. I don't care. Well, you know, yeah, this that was your warning. This time you gonna be standing there talking about who you told her for the business. He better shut his mouth. We the same damn height. He better be quiet. Listen, I have a public service announcement. My mama texted me and said, "Is Kitty Boo Boo really sleeping with Hakeem?" I could have sworn that girl's name was Boo Kitty. I just, that lady I, real I, I thought it was Booba Kitty. <laughs> My mama definitely <laughs> called her Kitty Boo Boo. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just done. That's funny. That's why she needs oh to stop watching God. TV. And so, see, all of y'all in this empire, everybody, Ron, did you watch Empire? I cannot say that I do, but I just, like, walked in the house at, like, 9.30-ish. So I maybe seen like ten, fifteen minutes of it just now. Uh huh. So the answer again is no. Okay, I, I mean, had to say it was no. No, I, I mean, don't I, watch. I, I, I did say that. I said no, I don't. But I did just and watch the last few minutes. Then you went into all of this like politics and like. Listen here, uh, he was I, giving I, us I, a disclaimer. No, I was alive. when I was looking if it was on, if I was watching it when it came on. Nobody asked you on it. Like, you were not on trial. It was a yes or no question. Y'all yeah. leave him alone. Thank you. Oh, God. It's because you and your yes, boyfriend have something in common. That's all we said. I got something in common. We got something in common. Don't get me to sing in my body with me. Don't get me started. I'm on my two-step. I'm on my two-step. Yes. Ron, how does it feel to be on on the air with the woman who impregnated you and left (laughs) you? What is the hell? That doesn't say a lot for me as a woman either. I done got the man pregnant and left from our man. Mm. I mean, I don't know where we took a left with this whole evening. <laughs> y'all was touching me earlier. Y'all was talking about substance. You know what I mean? What? Y- y- y'all went into the whole, you know, the whole poem thing and how you touched them when you was in the emergency room, I'm listening, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about, you know, that's a, that's the thing, and now we're talking about fuckery, I mean, how have we devolved so low, people, we're better than this, people, we're better than this.
you always a woe is me person. Like, I started with Shakira earlier, you know, with the whole, they tell me he's a guy thing, you know. And here you come, woe is me. Man, I spread the love. You know what? You're absolutely right. So let's spread I, some love your way. How about that? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Because you got to stay within the, 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 the limits and the boundaries of where we have been. Is it just me? Wait, is it just me? Is everybody here her backpedaling and sound like a punk right now? I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Okay. okay. And, I, and I'm about to walk into this public place called Walmart. Because, listen, I think this Walmart closes at 12. Yeah, people walking out of there. Well, you know, since everybody is just wagging on Ron over there, I'll say this. I got strip searched in jail. <laughs> what a vision. What a vision. <laughs> And I almost got charged with possession of an illegal substance. <laughs> so I went in jail. <laughs> I went in jail on one charge and ended up with some more charges by the time I got out of there. I can't take it. I can't take it. It's too much. It's too much. Oh, my gosh, your halo is tilted. I know. And wait, look, there's more. And I called the CEO a stupid bitch, which I don't think was really nice, but at the moment she deserved it. Yeah, it was good. You called call who? The CEO. I told her she was a stupid bitch. Oh, no, she probably was. Idea. She probably was. I co signed you on that, too. Yeah, she was on my nerves. You want me to know how to do all right, I don't know what they're doing in Walmart. <laughs> we might have to put these Miley Walmart clips on you. Wait a minute, I'm putting myself on mute. Wait a minute, I put myself on mute. Your wife sound like she got like like like. You remember the little like candies the that came? Remember the candy that came on the, the bracelet? You could eat them one at a time. It sounds like she got those on the bottom of her feet and she cutting cheese. <laughs> With her feet. Like, what That's the hell Walmart is going on? Not cutting cheese. That's that Walmart basket. She got the worst That's Walmart basket on the planet. That's, That's why I don't go to Walmart. Goddamn. It's establishment. <laughs> where, where, do you go? where do you shop, Ron? Are you more of a target, well, man? Well, I don't go I to Walmart say. for political reasons. It has nothing to do with, you know, shopping. Um, Walmart um, um, is one of the companies that subsidizes jail labor. And as we all know, jail is slavery. And so that's slavery. Mm. And I'm not going to spend my money in a company that subsidizes slave labor. But that's just mm. That was real deep. I didn't even know you knew words that started oh, uh, like labor, I mean, right? Like labor. I don't know words like labor. No, you know labor because you had it with the baby. But subsidized, that was exceptional. I didn't know you knew that. That was is. funny. That was funny. I'm going to give you that one. That was cute. Okay. I know. It was. Just timing and every damn thing. It was well executed. Right. You tied it back into the subject from earlier. That was, I did. That was like, brought it back. No, yeah. I know. That's, 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 that's one of those up. basics that they teach you in comedian class. You know, you need to try that. That's where right, your right. stuff falls short. 
except yeah. for exactly. some of us is natural. We don't have to go to class. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, for, some it's not. for some of us it's not, and I'm talking about you. But anyway, so I commend you on having um, some standards. That's good. <laughs> That's good. About something. I mean, there's so many other things I have no standards with. I got to have someone. I know. I, I, we experience those every Wednesday. <laughs> we know. Y'all are out of control. Y'all got me over here dying. I Man, you have heard some of these shows where you're like, did Ron just say that? Did, did Ron, did Ron say anything he wanted to say? You heard what he said when I said I got strip searched. And, yes, I got strip searched. And that's what led me to calling the woman a stupid bitch. Because she told, what she said was, I'm about to strip search you since you won't tell me who was smoking in that cell. I said, that's fine. So when we got in the little room, you know, you have to do the bend and cough. And she said, you should feel very uncomfortable. I said, actually, I'm straight. You should feel very uncomfortable, you stupid bitch. That's how that conversation oh. went. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I cannot with you, Ebony. I cannot. That, I, cannot. I mean, listen here. I look at it this way. She had been giving me the business since I hit the door. And the fact of the matter is this. I'm not conceited, but I know exactly what I look like. So, therefore, I know what her problem was. So, you had a problem with me time I walked in. I walked in just as quiet as I was when the man arrested me. My point in my mind was to keep my mouth shut so that my mother and my husband could get me out of jail and I could take my ass back home. Well, she kept bothering me. And as far as when I looked at her, I'm thinking to myself, what are you two of me and you're ugly? So, no, I don't feel uncomfortable, but you should. I'm good. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I thought she needed to remind Here comes some fuckery. You ain't know <laughs> that. Oh, good. It's funny. She had it out for me the time I walked in that door. That woman was giving me the business the whole time I was in there. And to top it off, on a a more serious note, the cop told her that I had lupus when I walked in the door. And I think I had to take, I normally take my mask, well, then I had to take them at 5. So they arrested me at 3. So I made it very clear that I had to have medication at 5 o'clock. Or my body is not, my body hasn't gotten to the point where I can skip the dosages yet. Like, I can't do it. After about an hour or two, I'll be feeling every effect and not taking them pills. So from the time I got in there, she was like, oh, you'll be here for a while. I said, no, I won't. Because I had already, I mean, being that I was sitting there waiting for somebody to come pick up the kids, I had called my husband, my mother. I had called a few people. Raquel, Raquel Williams, she's an author. Raquel told my mama to hurry up and get me out of there. She said she ain't got no business in there, mama. She can't stay in there. Jail is not for Ebony. Get her out of there. So she was even like, you know, do I need to do something? My mom was like, no, I didn't already, you know, went down there and paid the money. But then by this time, I hadn't got in trouble, so they wouldn't let me go. But she wouldn't send me to the nurse. She didn't give me any medication. Wait, 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 I went wait, into wait, a... wait, wait, wait. Can I stop you right here? You got in trouble while you were in there? Yeah. It'd be like Aww. that sometimes. I caught Aww. two more charges while I was in there. Oh, so... stupid. Yeah, I caught two more charges while I was in there. One of them didn't have nothing to do. Well, one of them I didn't know about, and I can't tell y'all what it is because then it'll give away some of the most vital stuff in the book. But one Hmm. of them I found that I had a warrant when I got in there. And the other one, they had arrested two girls after me, and they put the girls in the holding cell with me. It was me. 
these two girls and two other people. Well, one of the chicks came in there, and she's like, oh, I got a piece. So she told the other girl to cover her. Lo and behold, this heifer had done got into the jail with weed on her. So she done pulled the weed out of her drawers, a whole blunt. She decided oh, she's going to smoke no. most of it before she flushed it all down the toilet. I'm sitting over here in the corner like this shit is not really happening to me. And I'm determined I'm going to stay in this corner so it don't even look like I'm on the same side as the cell as them. But she, they both smoked, you know, they took a hit of the blunt or whatever. They broke it up, broke the lighter, flushed it all down the toilet, which was cool. And about two minutes later, all the CEOs came rushing in. Everybody stand up. Here's behind your back. Turn around. Everybody come out. Who was in here smoking? I'm like, bitch, look, I was raised in the projects. I ain't telling you shit. I was her dead in her face. I'm like, I don't know. She said, so you're not going to tell me who was smoking? Don't you need to see the nurse? I thought, oh, so we playing games now? That's how she ended up being called a stupid bitch because she started trying to use the fact that she knew I needed to see the nurse as leverage to get me to talk. You're not getting me to talk about anything when you're locking me back in the cell with these crazy bars. I think not. I don't think so. That's why I got strip searched because she was trying to find out who had the weed. But little did she know the weed had been flushed two, three minutes before she even walked in there. It wasn't even seconds. It was minutes it took them to smell that weed in that cell. Wow. Well, so that's know, how I got in trouble. So that was her way of getting back at you. Ron, she was you trying to get me to talk, yeah. Well, that was yeah. why, because they could they could smell the weed, but they couldn't find it. So they assumed that one of us still had it on us, but the girl had already flushed it. So they strip-searched all of us to see if they could catch one of us with it. But it was gone. Mm. That's why I didn't care about her strip-searching me. Thinking to myself, that yeah. bitch flushed that shit a long time ago. I mean, really? Okay. You like it? I love it. Wanda, you still get strip shirts? I think you liked it. <laughs> see, see, like five minutes ago, you said my name and you wanted to say this then, but then she started talking again. So you held on to say that? <laughs> for real? You waited for a pause in the break to say, like, you couldn't just move on to the next thought. I mean, because I know you had another thought. No, no, no. Yes, I peeped it. I'm yes, I peeped trying it. To see. No, no, I'm just trying to see the interconnectedness of you and your baby mama. That's all. But but no, I did not get strip searched. Wait a minute. Time out. I am the mother of this child. I am not his baby mama. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right. Get it right. That is so ratchet. Thank you. I appreciate you for saying that. You're right. I'm so checked. I'm so checked. Look, and yes, I say that in real life. I tell people that in a minute. Shaquan's father will tell you in a minute. Ebony is not my baby mama. That is the mother of my son. Thank I have nobody's baby mama. I ain't mean to that. Well, I'm sorry. And you know what? I judge you based on Ron. You know, I, and I should not. <laughs> You're right. He's a baby daddy. He's not no father. He's a... But, okay, you right. Oh, I'm Jesus. sorry. And, and I know that's why you didn't end up marrying Ron, because you didn't I'm have saying, to take that element. You had to take listen, that step Abby, up. Before, I know I get it. I take being a baby daddy, because before I was him downstairs. <laughs> him downstairs? I was him downstairs. Hey. And before that, I was a porch monkey. So I'm getting better and better. I went from porch monkey to him downstairs to baby dad. Well, well listen, I'll tell you what. I just got tagged in the status by Miss Shy Misses, who was listening. She said, LOL, Ebony Rob, it's hilarious. I love it. 
he he couldn't go to sleep knowing that I'm on the line. That's probably what that's it is because you know you on the phone. He ain't getting back up here, but you know you on the phone. That's it. That's what we do. It's that connectedness. I love it. See, Ron? Look what I said. I have Come quality here. young men in my life. Ms. Shamora said what you still doing us. Uh, Young man, old man, it's going to make a difference. Not old man. He said, tell Miss Shamore, I fell asleep earlier for a really, really long time. He took a nap. That baby believes in nap. I believe in nap, too. Yes. She said she believes in nap, too, Pop. I believe in nap. He said everybody should take a nap. That baby for president. Yes. He's the president. Yes. I'm you a nap brings life. Brings she more life. said naps bring life. Let me more tell y'all how she met my son. My son is in love with her. That's so funny. But now he's leaving. He more he got out my bed and walked out my room. <laughs> oh, you embarrassed my baby. Guys, listen, so we're at this um, book fair, right? And when Ebony walked in, I mean, she just went to work. And she, she walked in with a crew. You know, she had her people with her. But her people were younger than everybody else in the room. And her sons, I'm telling you, her people, her sons, they were in there. So we're, we we had a little a lull in, in the moment, you know, not a lot of foot traffic. So I said, you know, I want to go around and meet some of the authors that I've never met before. So I walk around, I get over, I get close to Ebony's table, and these young men come out with these books and telling me the plot and telling me, you know, a summary and, and the synopsis and, and, and what's important, the message in this. These are the babies. This is how they're talking to me because they're trying to make this sale. I'm sitting here going, you got to be kidding me. I mean, they had this whole concept of how to move these books. I mean, it looked like something that you would only see on, I mean, it was almost like watching, um, what is that show, Shark Tank, I think, yeah, where they're doing the pitch. These babies have mastered the pitch. And that, I mean, concise to the point and convincing. That's what they were. And I'm and I'm in awe. Like I can't even answer the questions that they're asking me because I'm staring at and trying to imagine how old are they. And so I told the baby, "Hey, stop, hold on. We'll get back to the book. I need to talk to you." So we had a conversation because I had to tell him how impressive he was and what I saw him, I first saw him doing because of this work ethic he already has and this. Um, tenacity. I mean, he was impressive beyond words. So, you know, I had to let him know that. And so then, you know, I think that kind of made him feel good. So then I talked to Ebony. She wasn't really important, though. I was there to talk to him. So, um, <laughs> I talked to Ebony. That's like, okay, yeah, boo. I'm important to my baby daddy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So we would, you know, I, I kind of talked to her, or whatever. So I went over back to my table, and um, uh, later on, I just kind of watched the work of the rest of the room, and they're working this room, and he's trying to figure out like how much time we have left. He came over to my table, and he's like, 
Do you know what time? This is over. How much time we have left? I mean, just talking, just in and out. I mean, just like a grown man, like a grown man about his grind. I was like, this is so amazing. So ever since then, that has been my boo. We had to communicate on Facebook, and he called me, and we just kind of kick it every now and then. And I said, I'm going to be his first date. Whenever he's allowed to date, I'm taking him out for ice cream. <laughs> I'm coming to Atlanta, and I'm taking him for ice cream, and I'm paying for it. So Now, Ron, she has I'm created like, a problem here because he takes my cell phone, and he goes on my little Facebook app and go punch her name in, and the next thing I know, they done had a whole conversation. And I'm like, when did this happen? Because he don't have no Facebook page. He'd be on this, hi, Miss Shamor, this is Shaquan. And the next thing you know, it'd be a whole thread of a conversation between the two of them. And I'd be like, and then, you know, my children have a few books out. So he's going to tell me the other day, Mom, as soon as we get the first set of proofs and I approve that book, I need you to send the first one to Miss Shamor because she's special. Okay. All right. You don't know how right he is because trust me. No, no, no. Not special like when you put your helmet on and get on that short bus. Not that kind of special one. No, I mean special mine, like when you're mine is a good special. Mine is a good special. Not the drooling special. Mine is good. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Well drooling <laughs> can okay. be good sometimes too. Anyway, we're not gonna talk about that. But, um, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So yeah. Don't hate Ron. Don't hate Ron. I know it's hard to believe that people can actually appreciate you for more than how you walk along in the park and get arrested for it. But people can actually appreciate you because you have value. I know. It's something new. Just imagine if you knew some of the circumstances around some of my other arrests. You would never (laughs) let this shit die. (laughs) Did he say some of his other arrests? Some of his other arrests. Well, I'll say this. I like a bad boy, so you can keep getting arrested if you want to. I will write you letters, and we can go get married so we can have conjugal business and all that good stuff. But I ain't taking my black ass back in there again because I ain't going back. Y'all can have it. It ain't for me. I ain't mad at you. Listen, Listen, I will hold you down, but I ain't going back. Oh, well, I go yeah. back Please to you. How about that? I go back. Listen, like I'm that. with it. Don't excite him like that. He is immediately <laughs> going to have to get off of this line and be alone. And we don't really want him to get charged. I don't be alone. I don't be off the line. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I just told him we don't do that. Y'all line. got me we crying. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It's hard to find oh my good help. You know, it's hard. You know, I'm just saying, says, everybody's phone got a mute button. Y'all ain't got to listen to me on this side of the town. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What have Especially I if we start talking about how they were. I'm saying, we, if we tell one more jail story about a strip search, that's all I need. <laughs> all I'm saying is that I had to strip. Bend over and call. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. Oh, she's done. That was what I was subject to. Ron, don't you say another word until you wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Don't talk to us with dirty fingers. That's all. That's 
Don't say another word. If she washed her hands, I'm done. No, did you just hear the word at all? Did you hear the word? He really just washed his hands like nasty monkey. <laughs> you brought the monkey out. Right? Oh my God. That is too funny. And more like a silverback gorilla than just a monkey, but okay. You may oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, That's all I can do is call his name because sometimes I just I can't even wave my right. hand. I just got to call his name. Okay, okay, oh, okay. God. Sidebar. Can I go to the side with this ladies? One quick question. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Sidebar. Now. My email, R O N J E S U S, right? And now, what email is that to y'all? Ron What was that? Ron Jesus. Why would it be Jesus? Because I'm half Puerto Rican. That's what that says to me. Okay. Al, she okay. told you. No, no, and, and, and I asked her, what the? <laughs> now, the reason I asked that question is because I was talking to a lady over there. You know, they asked for your email address, and I, I gave her my email address, and she said, Ron, J-E-S-U-S. And I'm like, why you can't say Jesus? You know what I mean? Because and, it's either Jesus or Jesus. Right, but my point is nobody has ever said Ron Jesus. Everybody either says Jesus, you know what I mean? And I'm wondering if it's because they can't look at calling a living person Jesus. Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. Okay, so I, I was all, I was all everywhere else because I was thinking Ron just us because that's it, just you, nobody else, nobody wants your ass, just Ron just <laughs> You know what? I'm done. Once again, I'm done. I apologize for being tangential. And y'all know what's so funny? Is my mother-in-law just sent me a text and said, y'all are hilarious. So she has been listening to us the whole time. That's funny. I'm sorry. I mean, I kept, that's why I was staying quiet and let you tell your story. And I was like, just us, because he buys damn self. I got it. Y'all was kind of, I don't know. Be Puerto Rican or be spiritual. I didn't see none of that. Just him. I, I don't even want you to talk no more. How about that? We, oh, we can have Imaj show up. Around. We you can have Imaj around. show up. Imaj, go ahead, wrap it up. You just keep your hands on the table. That's all I'm saying. You're going to mess around. You I can't have my hands around. on the table That's now. I'm, I'm smoking this oh, cigarette. Gonna, I'm, I'm he relaxing. Gonna spread that. He going to spread that mess around. That's all I'm saying. I done cleaned up. I cleaned up. It's all good. Don't think I didn't hear that slick cigarette comment come out your mouth. Don't think that slid past me. But I'm saving stuff to keep it just at Porch Monkey. I'm trying to keep it. I am not messing with y'all. Not Porch Monkey. I'm I'm not trying to slide down where I want to stab you or anything. So you might want to chill out, Ron. Come on. You don't know. If you knew what Ron was trying to imply with his spirit, if you only knew. You want to know what's funny? I wasn't trying to imply nothing because technically the person that she thinks I'm trying to talk about didn't have a cigarette. 
So therefore, what she just did was told on herself that she was self-conscious about this whole thing. That she thinks that everything is about her. You see what I'm saying? No, it has nothing to do with it. I am here to tell you that everything in Ron's life is about me and our baby, not you, Mayo. I'm so done right now. I'm so done right now. Listen, I'm so done right now. Ron, you win. You win, okay? You win. It wasn't a cigarette. It wasn't a cigarette. It was more of a... Imaj, must please don't explain. This one was dying. It was dying. It was on a slow kill. It was dying. You can't it was dying. Get it well, again. Honey, yeah, he's he's about, about, he's about 10 seconds close to death, uh, Okay, he about I'm feeling a little bit violated at the moment, and I don't you know should. how to deal with you it. You should. I need counseling. Can you write me a poem, uh, Ebony? I need a poem right now. I need a venting poem. I'm feeling Let, a let me see what I got. Let me see what I got. Oh. Write something like. i tell you what. Something that cusses. Something with MF in it. Um, no, 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 ma'am. I gotta cool y'all down. That's what I need right now. I need to get that out. No, out of my chest. I need that out of there. Here, I'm, I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna give y'all a little something soothing to cool y'all nerves. You ready? Ah, come on with it. This one came out. It's still saying in the first book I ever wrote. Why me was without was a question I always had. Why not you was the answer I got from my dad. See, I was raised by mostly women, which is why I'm so brick and so strong. I fell at the wayside for a second, but trust me, it didn't last long. See, I remember losing my faith and asking why God turned away from me. Why am I praying so much with no answer to my plea? I'm saved. I'm a wife, a woman, a daughter, a friend, and I'm a mom most of all. I'm a shoulder to lean on, always there for everyone else when they call. See, I feel so alone and still asking why. Can I get away from this nightmare? I wish I could just fly. I got it now. The answers are clear. See, I'm a bulldog. I live day to day. No fear. I'm strong like coffee with no cream, taking everything with a grain of salt, even the extreme. The sun isn't my friend. Yes, this is true. But stay inside is something I just won't do. Being a vegan may be healthier for me, but allowing someone to take my life, I just can't see. This lifestyle isn't for the weak. I was chosen for positivity I could speak. It seems dark to start, but be a child of God, that's your part. Pray for insight on your path and what you should do, then listen for the answer that he has for you. Claim your healing ahead of time. Never let it break you down. Continue to climb. As the saying goes, everything happens for a reason. Though you may not know what it is, find your strength. Though I was chosen, mine is my kids. Nobody should want to curse now. You silly. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say that was good because and I, I saw a lot better. of situations that could help with Shamor and her situation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then she burns my halo. Right there, I was in a good place. I had put my halo on straight. I was not going to say any more profane words, but now all I'm thinking is this. You did that, Evan. 
You did that. That's an awesome thing about poetry. Like, it can be interpreted in so many different ways. Oh, yes, Somebody definitely. else can receive a different story from what her story was. So don't try to miss and tell me what I was supposed to interpret for that poem. Tell me. I'll end up watching that episode about poetry on a different world today. So, yes. Yeah. Remember the episode when Freddie was the uh, editor of the Poetry Review and she went right. in and she she took all the meat, the meat lots of words and twisted up about the ant? <laughs> you remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> So, yeah, that's me. You can't tell me how to interpret poetry. You can't tell me that. No, that's beautiful. I love that. That's great. I'm I'm sitting here in awe of how you interpreted that poetry as well. <laughs> yep. You know, sometimes I show up to work on Wednesday evenings, and I think I have uh, a family of wind-down friends, and then they show me that I do not. And you're okay. You know, we don't, you're on the phone. Well, I can tell you what, y'all friends are cracking up because I'm getting text messages back to back. My photographer just texted me and said, your mother-in-law is like, y'all are hilarious. So shout out to my quest. Shout out to Rose Abbey. Because <laughs> I know y'all are listening because y'all are texting me. They are cracking up. them. Tell them we said hey, and we are so glad to, to be able to entertain them. Even though I don't so like tell the people, we said, why did they I ask us don't call us instead of calling you? How about that? Because <laughs> <laughs> unless they don't know, you are doing an interview. That's rude to text you while you on the interview. <laughs> oh my lord! Look at him. Look, I'm gonna say this. Rose and my quick Ron said he bet y'all won't press one. Oh my god! I was just I'm thinking just that maybe I should turn his mic off because nothing good comes out of his mouth after after, after I open my eyes already. in the morning. That's nothing good. Nothing. Okay, so before we go off air, I need you to go ahead and tell everybody where to find your work and when we can expect the book two to come out. Um, the part two. And give us the whole rundown. This is your time to do all your plugs. My website is www.authorisksoliver.com. All of my social media is authorisks. My Facebook is Ebony Oliver. No, I'm not mad at my husband. Oliver is just easiest thing I can keep up with since everybody always asks me that. Um, Part two to Flatline will be released on May 20th of 2015, which is the same day I released part one on last year because that is also the day I was diagnosed. So May 20th will make five years from the day that I flatlined the first time. It's your your rebirth. Right. My resuscitation. Welcome to the 50 Cent say that. Those are the history birth. Like, that don't sound right. Ron, it sounded like we were having another baby. That's what I thought it meant. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Wait, we're going to put them on my benefits. What you'll be having to wrap now, we kind of start wrapping up the show, but we never end the show 
with the correct time. So if you happen to listen to the archives, you usually get a little extra because Ron doesn't know how to shut the hell up. So please are going to record the time. And it's only available in listening to the archives, and I'll post links to the archives so that you can catch, you know, the ignorance of Ron and the correction of Ron because I usually have to check him before we hang up. So thank you for being with us. It was lovely having Ebony here and all of her support. We love you guys. And like Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did she just say, I'm going to get rid of them so I could just shit on him in private once you're going? Is that what she just said? (laughs) No, she did not say that. She did not say that, She did not say that. She didn't say that. I don't know if I want to be alone now. I don't know if I want to let you go.
I'm about to call my husband up there. Y'all are on y'all own. We are we are going ahead and get off the line. We are going to bed at this point. Say good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, good night. Have a good and night, mom. Nice and more nice, my. Good night. And, and the magnificent seven. We're all getting off of the line. Oh, no, magnificent. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I just said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. Okay, intellectual. Okay. Oh, Iman's dirty.